welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower, and with me today, we got Kyle McIntyre. And on the line, we have, uh, you know, returning guest, uh, you know, he's probably like, what, fourth, fifth mic here? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> yeah. sixth. Uh, Who's fami- counting? Yeah, familiar face here. You got uh, Alex. Hey. And we have Jordan. What's going on? From a Copper Sound Pedals. What's up, guys? All right. How you doing? Thanks for having us. Yeah. So, um, we'll get into kind of why you're here in a little bit. Yeah, why are you here? What are you doing here? Come on. <laughs> um, but before we do that, let's uh, start start off the show as normal. Uh, let's uh, find out what's going on in everybody's life. What's new? What's shaking? What's grooving? What is good? Kyle, what's going on with you? Well, you know, I don't have enough video games, right? So I, I downloaded a new one. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2. Yeah. The I'm remastered. Pretty jealous about that. How, how is it? It's fun. It just, it you know, it's so, like, nostalgic. It reminds you of, like, how bad you were initially. <laughs> like, bad to the bone? Like, or? no. <laughs> like, chaining, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill this <laughs> shit. And you're like, fuck, man, all I can do is ollies and, like, no slides and I suck. <laughs> oh, I was only good with cheat codes. <laughs> yeah. What, like, what yeah. am I doing wrong? <laughs> I'm no sliding this rail the whole <laughs> length. I'm not getting the achievement. You yeah. Know, it's like, restart the run. I've done, I'm like, rage quit dude it, 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 yeah. no I've done that um, it feels like Groundhog Day you know yeah. you're like alright run it again coach coach says run it again we're Man. running it again yeah so it's a the new remastered versions yeah. redone versions of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 yeah and they with, released them both at the same time which is cool which is cool they had the same game or whatever because there was only like 8 levels per game or something yeah. like that. and so yeah 16 levels that's is it cool yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I guess maybe I don't remember a whole lot. I'm like, how do I get to the secret area? I should know this. Mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. You got to grind on this window or ride this wall or whatever. <laughs> duh. Yeah, duh. Who wouldn't know that? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been fun. Um, people talk about, like, the music and stuff. It's like, I listen to stuff on Spotify. So I've been just not listening to the music. Yeah. I came with it. So I listen to my own stuff. I made my own mix, you know. My own <laughs> I'm my own <laughs> DJ. Yeah. DJ Spotify has come in handy. Yeah. I've actually been using those Raycons. Just like let it play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Killer. <laughs> Somebody's like, oh yeah, I got an ad for Raycons after listening to the podcast you talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Throw us some uh, some revenue on that. Yeah. we not sponsored by them. <laughs> not at all. Um, no, that, that, fuck. I was watching, because you had mentioned that you got it, and I was, like, watching videos of, like, I don't know, people, like, playing it or whatever, and I'm like, damn, I should just buy a PS4 and buy the game. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can, or you can just play it here. Yeah. You throw it up on the the screen. Well, you're playing on PC. You can play more than one controller. You can put another controller in there. Yeah. Okay. How does that work? (laughs) I only done with myself, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing with myself right now. Yeah. Is it like I guess it's kind of dumb. Is it like can you do like online multiplayer? Yeah, but have I done it? No, because I'm just I'm perfecting my skills, dude. I'm honing my <laughs> my craft. I'm in the dojo right you now. Can't just fifty fifty grind the whole way through life. You the know? nose slides all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just transition to a grind, 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 and that's how you do it. That's how you get through the yeah. day. Damn, I Put love work. I love the shit out of that game, and I would waste my life playing that game. I'm like, dude, this is so sick. It sounds like you want to pause the podcast. Yeah, we should just fucking. <laughs> you guys want to hang on the line here, and we'll just narrate what's yeah, you going can on. Listen to us as we just, yeah, just like, keep all ears like button clicks. I'm like, fuck. Oh yeah, that's another thing. It's like my thumbs. I don't know what it is. Like my child instincts. I'm like jamming on my fucking controller, and like 
as when I'm done, I'm like, man, my fingers feel bruised. What's my problem? My fingers hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like your back's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, hitting the A button any harder is not going to make the trick any better. So yeah. I'm like, oh, fucking landed it because I fucking broke my thumb on that one. It's so dumb. I'm like, what's wrong with my thumb? Oh, I'm an idiot. Well, yeah, I think that's how I used to play games as well. Well, it's, it's like, like you twist, like it's like you're twisting the controller. Like, like that, that doesn't anything. <laughs> yeah. Like you're playing Star Fox. You're like, oh yeah, banking this turn. No, that doesn't do shit. And you're just like, yeah, pushing the shit out of those buttons, thinking that like, oh, oh you're not gonna go any faster, like yeah. you said. Like <laughs> this X-wing can only go so fast, which is not fast. <laughs> Somebody's there is like, is it velocity sensitive buttons? Nope, not at all. <laughs> but you're bleeding, you know that, right? Yes. <laughs> <You're bleeding. laughs> it's I gotta clip my nails. Yeah, harder than the I go hard in the paint. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little too hard in the paint. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a good what's new. I think uh, I love I like it, but you know, it's a uh, I suck at it. Yeah, there was a lot of hype <laughs> when that uh, trailer was coming up. People were like, oh shit! So. I, yeah, everybody was freaking out about that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't super heard. Super excited. I mean, rightly so, though. But mm-hmm. well, like it dropped, and I didn't even realize it. Someone's like, "Oh, they're already playing it because it's like they dropped East Coast time, and here is like, what? How'd you do that?" And I'm like, I waited the next day and then downloaded it. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is sick. <laughs> I suck, but it's sick. <laughs> but how are the graphics? Are they are they like next level? I wouldn't say next level, but I mean, I I mean, I play a lot of shooter games, so a lot of the new okay. ones are pretty damn good. But okay. Um. <laughs> that was like a really shitty brag. But yeah, it's like, I was not a brag at all. It, 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 <laughs> really shitty I know. brag. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know if someone... you know, but uh, I handle manure on the weekends. <laughs> 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 so... With two pitchforks. <laughs> oh, double duty. Ooh. Yeah. Gotcha. There you go. That's um, a double duty duty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's all right. It's not like amazing, but it's definitely an upgrade of, of what it was. Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, to me, I still think like Wii graphics are great. <laughs> so I'm like, to, it, you to like me, that soundtrack more? Yeah, like, <laughs> boop, 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 doo, doo, doo. <laughs> uh, like, because to me, I'm like, Wii is like what 480, and I'm like, God damn, can it get better than this? <laughs> <laughs> Those 32 bits. Yeah, I'm like, is it legal? <laughs> no way. <laughs> like you're playing Vice City. Oh shit, this just looks like I'm in the game. <laughs> it's real pixelized blood. Look at that. Yeah. It just <laughs> Damn! I feel like uh, like you're in the game. It's like this is this so is what block, the '80s looked like, blocky. But no, that's cool. Yeah, Alex, what's new with you? Uh, for uh, my non-musical world right now, um, I'm musical. Really, with, you know, whatever. Well, I'm gonna let's go non just to keep it soft at the beginning. I am quasi addicted to power washing stuff at my house right now. <laughs> My girlfriend got us a power washer, and I've been like, anytime the sun's up and I'm home, I've been power washing, like the driveway, the walkway. I got on top of one of our sheds and was doing the roof down. <laughs> like I was power washing the roof. This is Alex's amateur power wash 2000. There he goes yeah. again. <laughs> That's my video game right now. Just like everything I can just been getting power washed which is just it's addicting fun yeah <laughs> you know i mean I, i'm going a little crazy here are you hanging up on those uh, youtube videos watching people uh, power wash things is that i haven't i haven't watched any of that stuff i've just been doing my own game essentially i guess yeah. uh, i could though i'm no no it's like, it, you don't it's a black hole you don't want to go into that <laughs> yeah yeah you get into the power wash culture 
Because like <laughs> it's like odd, it's like oddly satisfying to watch them like do a driveway, oh, and you're like, Whoa. so much. Oh yeah, clean that driveway. Yeah, so much. <laughs> Get but in having those it. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't miss the dirt. You just you just blew dirt everywhere. Get it, and then you're like, oh. yeah. It's like, oh, I w- oh, he's wearing shorts. He's a badass. <laughs> Is it summer, winter? I don't care. Just get it in. What kind of sh- what kind of shorts are best for power washing? You're like, that's your Google search. Your tips. <laughs> the power wash wear. Clear your search yeah, I'm going- history on that stuff. Yeah, I'm going out to get like accessories and like new tips and like charge packs and stuff. Like you go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 ridiculous. But at the end of the day, you got this like. You know, freshly done thing, and it looks really cool. And but it's still, uh, it's it's fun, and uh, yeah, makes everything look a little nicer. Nice. So, so that's been what's going on with me, uh, Jordan. What's what's new with you? Actually, uh, the first time you're on the show, so uh, yes, welcome. the first time. <laughs> yes. So thank you very much for having me. This is cool. I don't know. Do you guys do a lot of uh, dual guests? Uh, not a whole lot. Actually, Kyle's we, like, we've we done tone, not to. tone control. Tone control, I think, was the only oh, other yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, as of late, I'll go non-musical. Um, I've been really doing a lot of uh, outside design work for other uh, clients, like kind of outside of the pedal world. Um, nice. And trying to just kind of bone up on my Adobe skills. I noticed that. No, I was about to ask. Graphic design, right? Yes, yes. With the um, with the recent thing we were doing, it's kind of I was very focused on like one thing so much into it, and I didn't really have time to put energy into a bunch of other things. So I'm trying to branch out and do some of that. But um, recently, helping some of the guys in here move, it's funny. We have four guys at Copper Sound, and three of them recently moved, all in the same month. Oh wow! And um, funny story, I was helping Oliver, our other uh, lead builder here. Yeah, and um. Moved a couple couches the other day and got note earlier that we moved the wrong couches. <laughs> you and stole like, somebody's couch? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we went two hours over to a different town up a couple flights of stairs and oh, no. like, what do you want to do now? <laughs> like, I don't think we can like take this back. So, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll help him if he needs. Just but, throw it off the freeway. Just yeah. like push it. Right? Off yeah, the that's balcony. That's what everyone else does. Like, well, <laughs> you just put free on it. <laughs> not, my, not my problem. <laughs> if if you don't, if it has free on it, you're a nice person. If it doesn't, you're littering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. What the heck is up with that? You're like, oh, what the heck is this trash at the end of the drive? Oh, that's a considerate person. It's like I don't want your soggy bottom from Sunday football. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you're a nice person. Goes, oh, look at this nice couch. It's free. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's somebody's stains. Yeah, you're throwing them out because you. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go bring it out to the middle of a road. Nobody's at. And just throw it out there. Right? You're a bad guy. But if it's at the end of your driveway on like Wheeler Ave with free, oh, this guy's a nice guy. He's giving very, some very furniture. generous, super specific. <laughs> yep. But also, if I just put it outside, it goes somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have like a corner yep. that I put my stuff on and it disappears. I don't know if they throw it away or if it goes to a good home. I don't I, give a shit. I like how you say they. We have <laughs> right? no idea who it is. It <laughs> yeah. just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magical disappearing corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, there's a there's a guy in my neighborhood that will, on trash day, he'll go around with his truck that's <laughs> absolutely ridiculously loud. So it's basically an alarm clock for the whole neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. But he goes around and he sneaks around. And he tries to get to all the trash barrels first before the trash men get there. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just like he he's making so much noise at five in the morning. But he oh, usually geez. makes like a he makes a killing though. He leaves with like a new living room set every week. <laughs> it's it's hysterical he's to watch. In a warehouse or um, something. Yeah, I was just saying like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm like, man, that couch next door that's get thrown out. Like, I would not want that. Just yeah, like, yeah, with like these bed bugs and stuff. You don't know if they have yeah. bed bugs. Or worse, oh, yeah. like wooden. I think like wooden chairs and like wicker and stuff like that's that could be fair game. But like sofa cushion type yeah. stuff, like I'm not into it. You yeah. know what kind of shit has been mashed into that cushion? That's like, what I'm literally. saying. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the fabric yeah. can it's absorbing. Like I'm all set. But you put free with like two pieces of tape, and it rained for three days in a row. It's still out there. It's like, oh my goodness, what a I fine! I can feel the moy- I can feel the moss growing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, the mildew hasn't hit it. Let's take it home. It's a real barn <laughs> find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, barn find on the sofa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like, um, Jordan, you you help people move, and you get there, nothing's packed. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, oh, you ever do that, you fuckers, like. Your friend's like, oh, can you help me move? A, okay, sure. Because you, you have the truck, right? Nothing's packed. You're like, oh, so you have folded boxes. We're going to make these boxes and fill them <laughs> like, with stuff. That's what you meant? Oh, and the furniture. Got it. And then you got to move it again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So thank you for doing nothing before I got <laughs> here to help. Just literally show up. Yeah. We got pizza, though, yeah. and beer. You're the project manager. Yeah. yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then I'm the bad guy because I show up and I say, so, like, what are we doing today? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We're going to yeah. figure Like, there's no figuring things out. It's like, yeah. how this, what shit are we moving? When is it? Yeah. It's right. it's so funny. I hope you lose that, your cutlery. That has happened, this. not not this past weekend, but that has happened prior. Yeah. <laughs> we, so we, we have helped, like, a, a buddy move. And it was it was the furniture and pack, like he didn't have anything packed. So we're like, okay. We just ha- he had to get out of there. So we're like, okay. Um he was moving to a new place, but we got there. Nothing's packed. So I'm like, oh, he just had boxes. So we're starting loading stuff up, and we couldn't carry stuff or we couldn't fit things in certain boxes. So we're trying to move stuff. And then, like, I think it was like something like a, I can't remember what it was. It was like an MP3 player or something like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm holding something. I'm like, oh, I'll just put it in my pocket. And he looked, it looked like he thought I was stealing. He's like, nice, dude. <laughs> like, you're, <laughs> like you're stealing his like, shit. Like you're literally stealing my iPod. Sick. And I'm like, damn, nice. <laughs> Like no, I'm just trying to move. It. Like it was, I'm like, slick. I just like grab it and put it in my pocket, and then he's like, "Sick, thanks nice, for dude. ripping me off." Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that was like the funniest thing because he just saw me like slip it in my pocket. He's like, "Nice." <laughs> and Kyle's like, "Nice, Did you think nice he's move." <laughs> yeah, like like you're shoplifting at like a store. Nice, that's a good one. It was kind of a dude though. He's like, yeah, he he didn't have a whole lot of stuff, and then he had like. Some he cared about his video games and then a bed and some furniture and then he had just weed and that was like kind of like <laughs> everything else is just like whatever Burn I can the leave, rest. I can leave it <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, Brian, what's new with you? Uh, I guess it's a new what's new with both of us. I guess. Yeah. So this past weekend we are. I think we talk about like an update, like da, 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 just da, da, so you guys know, <laughs> yeah. we're moving, we're working towards getting that live stream thing. For the band and trying to do live stream shows and then uh our buddy rj from teletalks uh he is kind of upgrading his uh, video setup or whatever um uh, from using his phone to a camera and he had this like uh irig device or it's like the ik multimedia iStream to where it goes into an ios device a lot of eyes you just said yeah <laughs> it has to go into lightning so like a you know think of like an iphone uh Mm-hmm. You know, they, you charge that way, you pass da- data that way. So it has that input, and then has two RCA 
um, you know, channel inputs and mm-hmm. that will go so you can use the audio for videos and stuff like that. So you use your cameras or your um, phone's camera and then you have that audio. Because if you're doing like something like you're recording something, you want good audio. Yeah. And so the phone mic can only do so much, <laughs> yeah. especially like if we're trying to record a band like for a video. It's not going to sound good at all. Yeah, it, b- <laughs> it barely gets voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean in the band setting, just when you're talking to the mm-hmm. phone. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, okay, he's uh, like, I don't really need this for my setup anymore, but, you know, he's not going to get rid of it. He's like, yeah, you, you can borrow it. So uh, the trade, uh, he's borrowing a couple pedals. It's I said it to you, and you're like, that's not really comparable in cost. <laughs> I tr- gave him uh, a flint. And a carbon copy. <laughs> Deluxe Damn. or just the regular? The regular carbon okay. copy. And he gave me that little uh, IK multimedia. It's like a $90 thing. It's like the, twice the size of like a USB like flash mm-hmm. stick. <laughs> but and I was like saying like, but these are so sold out because yeah. everybody's doing this because people are live streaming. They're not, you know, whatever. They're influencers and stuff. A lot of stuff has sold out because of like, uh, you know, COVID and people not working, being at home more. So a lot of like, think of like, uh, more people are trying to do like the game streaming. So all the Elgato stuff is sold out. A lot of like uh, live streaming to phone stuff like this was sold out. And I was like, oh, I really want to try that. I think it'd be a cool option. So I said to RJ, I'm like, oh, these are great because they're like sold out. He's like, what? They're sold out? I'm like. <laughs> well, it was nice of him to loan like, that to us. He's like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know when I would be able to get this. He's like, well, yeah, you can borrow it for a while. And I'm like, cool. Then you can use the Flint for a while because I'm not, not going to use it anyway. All that to say, we had a band practice and just set up uh, my phone and then went, um, let's see, quarter inch to RCA cable into that um, iStream thing and just made sure we had a mix from our band practice going into there and we're like, all right, let's just test it out, go live on Instagram and Facebook and we got good feedback. They Awesome. So they're like, it sounded great. I mean, you could probably turn bass down a little bit and vocals up a little bit. But it was just like, it sounded clean. They're like, yeah, that sounded great. You could hear everything. Nothing was bad. So we did four mics on the drums, two vocals uh, for Kyle and I. And then we did uh, DI bass out of the Sansamp, his whole uh, bass rig. And then did um, XLR, you know, DI, <coughs> sorry, out of my Fractal. And it worked. It sounded good. Drums sounded really full, actually, with just four mics, which I was really surprised. Yeah, um, it was like, a, it was a nice performance. I mean, not to like, to, it, was, it was nice to... Be able to hear. Yeah. I I know. I'm bragging again. I'm sorry. Um, It was nice to play live and hear myself. Mm -hmm. It's like when people ever ever record or we hear back, it's like, wow. It's like we don't hear the bass or vocals. So it was was definitely. Yeah. There's definitely tweaks that we can do for the mix that we send out. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. but just the test worked out for Instagram and Facebook. So if we wanted to even do, you know, either of those for a live show, we could just use this. But we want to move on to like trying to do add cameras and stuff like that. But I was just saying this is a good backup. Let's say if like we set up cameras and then just the whole laptop goes to shit or whatever, then using a phone could be cool. So if we set something up, this is a good backup. Yeah. I was pretty stoked on it. Uh, and then people just like, it was obviously done in a garage and nobody really <laughs> cared. And I was talking to Eric Merrow um, and he said, it's like, that's kind of the second thought. Like you're, you want to put more, if you're going to do like a live stream performance and people watch your band or whatever, have it sound good. Cause people, if it sounded like shit, people would be like, I'm not going to tune into this yeah, at all. Cause it's uh, like, this sounds just like, <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, okay, you can actually hear everything. That was cool. So he's like, and obviously, uh, you know, the, 
if we put like a black, you know, drapes or whatever to cover up like the like boxes and stuff like that. He's like, that would help. It would look cooler, but it's like it didn't matter as much because yeah. you guys sounded good. So we were putting a lot of time into how it sounds, and now we're gonna move to how it looks. And hopefully, I don't know, before the end of the year, we'll get like a solid like actual live stream show. So anyway, that's that's great. I am excited. The idea is Definitely. to keep this going because I don't think we're going to have live shows coming back for San Diego or SoCal um, for our, our type of band for a long time. Probably not until, well, probably not until summer, I would say, yeah. which... We're probably too loud to be outside. I don't mm-hmm. know. And yeah, there are, we have darn some, loud. Yeah, some friends are doing like acoustic cover gigs yeah. at, outside at, you know, uh, restaurants or bars or whatever, but we're not that type of band. And I was, uh, we were talking like, even if shows and everything went back to normal tomorrow, I still think a live stream show once every other month would be cool. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it couldn't hurt at all, mm-hmm. you know? And we have- That's awesome. Yeah. Friends from, you know, across the country or I guess the world could watch us. We'd be like, oh, yeah, once a month, every other month, we were doing this, like, you know, 40-minute show. Check yeah. it out. And so, no, like, mm-hmm. 2 a.m. loadout. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So, anyway, it's we're moving more towards that. I was really excited. I think I was, like, more geeked and excited than I should have been. I was like, this works. This is cool. This is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, so far, so good. Anyway, that's kind of it for the what's news. Let's uh, get into, you know, brash tags. Uh <laughs> I still don't know if it's brass tags or tax. With an X or with CK? Yeah. Brass tax? Yeah. I think or, I think it's tax with an X. And this would be copper tax, not brass. Here. Yeah, okay. we're going to go. We're going to Let's copper, get down to copper, copper tax. tax. I can't stand him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, was it daylight savings time or daylight savings? Saving. Day, saving, saving, not savings. Yeah, because you're not right. putting it in a bank, you know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you could take that to the bank. <laughs> okay. So um, kind of one of the, the main reasons why um, Alex and you know Jordan are here is to kind of introduce a new pedal in their lineup. And kind of this one is totally different. Came out of left field for us. Uh, Alex sent us a pedal and kind of we did a, a live unboxing video to kind of get the reaction of it. And I'm like, Totally did not expect that. When Alex said that he was sending us one, I was totally like, like an asshole. I was like, I got it. It's a delay. It's going to be a delay. <laughs> they don't have one. I am so smart. Oh, geez, I was wrong <laughs> when I opened this thing up. So um, let's just jump into it. I don't know. This is kind of different than what we've done before. So do you guys want to um, introduce the pedal, what it is and what we're, you know, the story and everything behind it? Because that it's interesting pedal and really cool story. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we're introducing for the first time the Third Man Triple Graph, which is a collaboration between ourselves and Jack White's um, Third Man Records under the umbrella for uh, Third Man Hardware, which is their uh, lineup of guitar pedals, um, accessories, guitars, and that type of stuff, which is somewhat new. I believe hardware under the Third Man Records umbrella was issued technically in 2019 i want to say maybe early 2019 Mm -hmm. um so this is going to be the fourth pedal in their lineup of uh third man hardware so what we have with um the triple graph um for those that haven't seen it or they want to take a look at it online while they're listening they can go to our social media platforms on facebook instagram and they can check out on the website or thirdmanstore.com to kind of follow along but um we'll put all the links in the show notes and stuff like that Yep. 
Um, so what we did was we collaborated with Jack and their team at Third Man Records um, starting in the summer NAM show of 2016 down in Nash Vegas, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that's like Frisco for people from San Francisco. It's like, you know, nobody says that. Nobody says Nash what Vegas. What did you just but, fucking you know, say? I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> Nash <laughs> Vegas. No. <laughs> like, get out. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's fun and I said it. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> tw- summer, uh, summer NAM 2016. Um, we go down to Nashville. It's our first NAM ever. We got this tiny little booth. We've got Daedalus, Gravity Bomb, and our Telegraph stutter pedal, which was. Uh, still somewhat recent at the time, and we're going down to Nashville, and uh, we're driving down, bringing our bringing our booth. J- Jordan did like a little banner and everything, like very like pedestrian compared to what we do now. But you know, we got it done. It was fun, first experience. We're going down there, and Jordan asked if we want to stop at Third Man Records and like give them a gift, like a telegraph, because it's anybody that knows Jack White, he's very like into mechanical things and old school things, and. Our telegraph stutter, which is you know the little Morse code key up on top for a kill switch, is pretty much right up his alley. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just make sure it's yellow because that's one of the main colors for Third Man Records. So we're going down there. It's summer. It's like June, very beginning of summer, and we're going down there to the show, setting up the booth. We had a little six by eight booth that we designed and by designed we put two tables next to each other with a little tarp on top of it nice. with a <laughs> banner from staples so we're <laughs> so that, that, we're top of the line here we're, yeah it's hard being this good tables and made them one <laughs> yeah i think we did an l because we're fancy not to mention Watch. the table cloth yeah yeah the cloth <laughs> it was like you know one of those fancy things you'd get at like eye party or big party yeah. or party, <laughs> party city, city. Yeah. something like that so yeah we've got that going on and um we had dropped it off the day before, and then we, or that day, or I think, it's fully hard, hard to remember every aspect, but we dropped it off, and we're in the NAM floor, and everything's going crazy. There's no service. Bandwidth is shit. It's loud. All that stuff you guys know. And there's like a, a missed voicemail on the company line. I check my phone, and it's Ben Swank from Third Man Records. And he calls, and he essentially says, you know, we got the pedal that you dropped off for Jack, he really likes it. He had an idea for something and wanted to meet up. I know you guys are in town for the NAM show, so we're going to come down and uh, try to get in there and see you. So it's like, nice. I got to call him back. I got to find service. There's no service. There's no Wi-Fi. There's yeah. no anything. There's <laughs> yeah. essentially a guy throwing up in the corner and some Leonard Skinner in the background yeah. and like somebody's playing Sweet Child of Mine and there's a ukulele that's pink you and I can't like find the, any service. <laughs> like the panic in your face. Like, oh, oh shit, shit, shit. Where do I go? You're run, like, running down halls and you're like, should I go here? No, that's the puke guy. Where is this? Oh, fucking $45 pizza. All right, fuck. I'm going to need that I just for remember. fuel. And then yeah. you to run. <laughs> I'm like Alex. You need to find service, and you need to find it right now. <laughs> did, like, I went tuck and roll I went around. outside. Like I went out like a door I had not known that door entrance before because we're so like spoiled with going in like the backside. Um, went out a normie entrance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I go outside and um, I call him back. I can't, at the time, I can't remember if I got through to him. I may have or not. Either way. Flash forward a couple hours, we're in the booth, just kind of, you know, sweating bullets. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like you do, <laughs> shitting bricks. And, and people, mm. people are like, "Hey, tell me about your products. I'm really interested." And I'm thinking in my head, "Yeah, I'm waiting for Jack. 
Bye. No. Like, <laughs> just like, no. Excuse me. Is your name Jack? You, you smack the pedal. I was like, I don't speak broke. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had, that was our first appearance for the Telegraph stutter. And so, you know, we had a lot of traffic there, which was kind of cool. You know, we ended up being on the Premier Guitar Magazine cover, wow. which was huge for us. Like, still feels huge. Um, and eventually, Ben Swank and one of his partners came down that was working there at the time and had a very, like, amateur Photoshop drawing of what would turn into be the triple graph. Essentially, it was a... He took three of those yellow telegraphs and... Or one of them and made three of them and, like, made it longer into a long enclosure and was like, hey, Jack's thinking this. Uh, Octave down, kill switch, and octave up. Jack, why didn't you just take some printer paper and a Crayola and be like... (laughs) Yeah. Here's about this. It was a fridge uh, drawing. <laughs> yeah. And then he does a sun with a smiley face. He's like, this would be great, guys. <laughs> Do this. Okay. <laughs> Alex like, all right, I'll take this to, <laughs> to the shop. Yeah, so, it, and, you know, we essentially said, yeah, we want to do it. It's going to be really hard, but we're happy to do it. So that was kind of um, the origin story of how that started. Yeah, and that was like four years ago. So a lot went four into Four years. Yeah, it's yeah, been four it, years. Essentially four years of crazy work to get this to come to life. And all I can remember thinking is when they asked us to do this was one of the one of the very notable people who's known for Octave just basically asked us to do like his own. Mm-hmm. For and I'm and I'm like I'm thinking they're like, we just picked up our banner from Staples. <laughs> like Are you kidding me? Like it and it I'm like, wow. Don't know. Did we say what it is? I don't know. We're, we're, we're saying we're building now, up. Because I, well, I was like okay, saying, yeah, I'm like, we're dude, we, dude, I feel like we've talked about it so ominously. And Do you like, know what a crescendo yeah. is there, Brian? <laughs> oh, you talk so okay, fine. <laughs> See, we, we don't normally do like interview type things, and this is why. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so essentially, it's a triple function octave pedal um, that's all DSP. There's octave down. Uh, octave up and our regular telegraph stutter kill switch and the kill switch or i'm sorry the uh, middle key has a secondary function which includes an effects loop where you can put whatever pedal that you want into the sorry my phone is going off going into the effects loop of the triple graph um so for those of you who are listening to it or looking at the pedal the middle key has dual functions so you can use it as a regular kill switch or you can put another pedal into the loop on the back using the send and return jacks and to the left and right of the middle key is are also telegraph keys um, and they control octave down and octave up wow what are some of the updates you've done on the actual hardware itself because i know you guys have probably done some r&d on the keys right yeah, so it was funny when we first started to get Jack some prototypes using our old standard telegraph keys. You have one, Kyle, I believe, right? I you do. Have a telegraph like a, a purple over turquoise. Yes, right. Yeah. You remember? Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. I don't like the picture I took for it. Like <laughs> With it. a snake or something in there, I remember that. Yeah, there was a snake in the ground. I took that one, and that's why he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I hate it. <laughs> you don't yeah. love me. Be creative. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually it was a terrible photo. <laughs> but anyway, some of the uh, the hardware updates we've done really came from Jack testing the prototypes we gave him on the road. Um, we essentially took three of our our typical telegraph keys that 
are made some some of it's metal but um some of it is plastic as well and we noticed that when we were getting the prototypes back they were so bent and just beat <laughs> you know it was, it was crazy because obviously they were not meant for foot use it yeah. was one of those things where it was like you know we definitely encourage the hand operation like on the top of the amp or you know if you want to bend over and use it with your hand but you know jack is like 700 feet tall you know and <laughs> he's stomping he, the shit know, out of things yeah he put some weight yeah. on his pedals and you know so we would get these back and i'm like all right like enough we got we gotta have to like create our own proprietary hardware because we have to make it essentially you know steppable we have to we have to make it so yeah. people can really beat the crap out of these and um essentially what we did is we just we made uh, a quote indestructible telegraph key um that's really really rugged for foot use and you can still definitely use it with your hand i think it's very easy to trigger the effect with your hand just like our old one but um essentially these ones are very durable and rugged and um you know you can step on these from different angles the key's not going to sway left or right um so it's it's totally meant for your foot now mm -hmm. which is great so included in the the pedal is like a book kind of like telling the story about this. It's a this. Bible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I went through it, and you included, like, pictures of, like, pedals that Jack, you know, the prototypes that Jack used. And he, you were right. They're bent to shit. Like, they're, like, the pedals, <laughs> like, the telegraph. Uh, well, he's a passionate guy. Yeah. You know. When you get the, yes. into the music, man, uh, or, like, to the left. <laughs> totally missing the switch. Because oh, totally. he's probably, like, on stage, and he's just, like. Uh, With his heel, like, full force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we were discussing with him is that he'll often hit one of the keys from an angle. So if he's coming at his pedal board from the left or right, mm -hmm. you know, typically he's going to press on that and it's going to cause, like, the, the weight of his foot's going to cause it to skew left or right. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was we created this cup that actually covers the switch, which prevents the key from swaying left or right. Um, and it keeps it straight. It so guides it can, down when it, that's cool. Exactly. Um, we call it a ferrule. Other people call it a plunger. You know, whatever whatever kind of works. But if you're looking at it, it essentially cups the foot switch so that if you were to if you were to come at this with some force, left or right or straight on, it guides it down and it triggers the effect without the key swaying left or right. Um, and that works alongside the the custom uh, cradle that we designed for the key as well, um, which keeps it locked straight. Mm -hmm. And then these ones are like you were saying. The more robust, they're what steel and aluminum. As steel and aluminum. Yeah. Yep. yep. St stainless steel and aluminum, and some of the aluminum is also um, plated. Mm -hmm. So the black the black parts are plated aluminum. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Yep. So the the other ones, the the normal telegraph one, the one that's supposed to be hand operated, that's like has plastic parts. So you'd say that the part where you mm -hmm. push your finger on that's plastic. You wouldn't want that really on a yeah. pedal for your feet. And the the base was plastic as well. And also all of the steel on that, none of it was, I think it was stainless steel, but none of it was like thick enough. It was very like malleable steel, like very mm. thin. I mean, the telegraph stutter itself was, is born out of a, like a, kind of like a, like a starter, like Morse code key, like for a person that's going to get into Morse code or mm -hmm. ham radio, that type of stuff. So it's. That's what it was. So we decided we had to kind of go back to the drawing board and design it ground up, take some cues from it, and make our own thing. Mm -hmm. What's cool is like you guys didn't lose any of the aesthetics of the original. You know, that's idea. A, that's a really good point because aesthetics like are so much of this pedal because Jack's very into the aesthetics. So like 
we had to, at a very minimum, sacrifice, like, form and function are things that can get together, but, you know, I'm all about, like, how it, like, the function of it versus, like, the form. It's like, okay, if that towel rack gets the job done, but it doesn't match the decor of the house, who gives a shit type yeah. thing, but, <laughs> like, we had to keep that to a minimum because it still has to be aesthetically pleasing. So even if, like, this part doesn't do anything for the function technically, it still needs to look like this thing that Jack originally fell in love with. Yeah. So that was a very important aspect that we kind of always had, like, weighing over us, like, okay, how would we cut out some of this parts for time, cost, labor, all that stuff, but it still has to look good, even if it's, you know, not necessarily, like, like an engineer might think that's waste or something like that, but, like, it still had to look good, be functional, and be strong all at the same time. So we kind of had this like Venn diagram of like stuff that made sense for us yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. And designing this hardware was definitely a task. Like there were long days, long yeah. nights and Ew. drawings and, you know, amateur drawings on our part. And then we'd get yeah. tech drawings that were professional back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, cause we're not, you know, proper, proper like engineers that are going to come up with drafting, you know, like diagrams and stuff. So for those of you that actually check this out and look in the book, there's a lot of diagrams that we included in there that we took photos of. They're just kind of like how we how we drew out and sketched the ideas that we had out um, and then ended up having them fabricated. But those were the drawings that we took from the original Telegraph and kind of how we came up with some of the new ideas for the hardware. Um, but as far as the aesthetic, I think there's a couple things that go with the aesthetic, but also the function. You know, if we were to drop off a regular kill switch with just a foot switch and no telegraph, yeah. I don't know that that would be. We might have not got a call from Jack. Yeah, well, right. It like captures the imagination. Like I'm sending this message. You know, I'm I'm tapping this message through, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think of. It's like I got to send this really important message to my computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with with that being said, though. Yeah. I do also think that is very, very different to trigger a kill switch with a telegraph key than it is to do with just a regular switch. Yeah. Like there is that ease of use to it. So I think the form and function and aesthetic actually all play in together, kind of like Alex was saying. There's definitely benefits from having the swag look, so to speak, yeah. because it is very <laughs> easy to trigger. You know, you wouldn't be able to do that with just a switch in your finger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Definitely an eye catcher. So, yeah, because people want to go. What the hell is exactly? That yeah, I was, about, I was about to say it's like well, this isn't going to look like another pe- another pedal. It's like whereas you like some people would uh, put a lot of time into like you know a four or five color graphic and that's that's it and yeah. then just regular three momentary switches. Um, mm-hmm. The main attraction, not you know that the graphics aren't like you know serving a purpose and they look cool and they go along with third man records. It's like the telegraph part of it is what you look towards I'm like what the hell is that <laughs> yeah it's that's like, the right. thing that got you in the door in the first exactly yeah. Yes. yeah it's like 3d art it's like what the hell did they put on that thing right. i'm gonna find out the f- the funny thing is one of the things that i really wanted to focus on because there's so much going on with the aesthetic on the hardware is i wanted to make the graphics very very simple mm-hmm. so you just see a couple of arrows and you just see the two x's obviously for kill um and then there's that that three arrow circular thing for the send and return, which we can get into. But I wanted to kind of portray, like if you're on stage and, you know, say you're mid song and you're singing lyrics or you're doing your vocals and you don't really have time to focus on 
like which key is which, you know right away which one is down and up. I mean, obviously you'd remember it from using it multiple times, yeah. but I wanted it just to be very simple because there's so much going on with the hardware. You know, it's like you said, it's almost three dimensional. So to have that simplicity layer under something that's very complex is kind of, it adds a good balance, I think. And, and for the listener that can't look at it right now, it's the three telegraph keys in a row. On the far left is octave down. The middle is kill or auxiliary. And the far right is octave up. And the best way to think of that is it's set up like a piano. Low keys on the left, high keys on the right. Mm. Mm. Which we've kind of forever now, when we think of octave, we forever on this project and probably will continue like when doing stuff in stereo, like, oh, what's in the left channel? What's in the right channel from this DSP chip? Left has always been octave down. Right has always been octave up. Yeah. Because thinking of it in your like your piano. And yeah. I'm assuming Jack probably thought that because he plays piano as one of his primary instruments. Mm-hmm. You know, and for that's one of those things where it's like, oh, that just clicks. That makes me like, that's how I think of it now, you know. Just to give the listener that can't watch right now a visual. In their head. And then, yeah, you, yeah, you guys also kind of do that with uh you know it's not anything new for you guys to use like symbols and something super um yeah colors and logos Mm -hmm. like uh for like the you know gravity bomb that's in the fox catcher it has like the little bomb switch and stuff like that to which order toggle like what do you want the Mm -hmm. foxtail or the bomb switch it doesn't even say order toggle Mm -hmm. it's like you click which one you want and and like that's oh that's so cool it's like you don't have to worry about like oh writing a whole paragraph on your pedal you can kind of use the symbols <laughs> to show it, and it's like you can look at it and like nobody's not gonna know what up means. That's an octave up. Nobody's not gonna right. know what the down <laughs> means because that. Yep, it's not an elevator. The, okay, yeah. it's an octave going up. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan and I talk about this type of stuff a lot, and I sometimes will go on like almost like a teaching tangent when it comes to that type <laughs> of stuff because like when it comes to like you know how things correlate and correspond with each other, and when it comes to visual as well. Like, think about it, like, the main ways, like, if you're going to organize something, the main ways are with letters, with numbers, with shapes, and with colors, mm-hmm. you know? And in, I would argue that the easiest way is always with color, because you can see it from the farthest distance. Because if you got, like, a little label maker, you do letters, numbers, and shapes, you can see that from a distance depending on your eyes and how good they are, but you can see colors far away faster be like oh i have to grab the yellow this for the yellow that and you've got it so we do colors a lot on our stuff like the black knob correlates to the black washer and we kind of adopted that as well in this project which is no you know like it kind of makes sense for us like jordan was mentioning the middle key can either be a kill switch which has an x logo or it can be a send and return which he designed this three arrow kind of like a rotary or roundabout for our british folk Mm -hmm. and it has that like recycle (laughs) logo and if you go to the back of the pedal where you can toggle switch either kill, you toggle switch up to the uh, down to the X or up to the this little dot and it leads to the recycle logo for the center return. So essentially anytime oh, damn, you're I didn't in, even notice that. And also there's uh, an LED in the top left corner of it. If you're looking at it, that LED turns yellow or red depending on the kill mode versus auxiliary. Yeah. And it's either an X or it's a recycle. Actually, that design is what? An X inside of the recycle? The X is inside of the recycle, just to show both of the different modes. So if you were to look on the back, you know, you'll see the recycle logo. Then there's an LED that has the recycle. And then the middle key has that recycle as well. And then it also has the X in the back, the X near the LED, and then the X near 
um, the foot switch. And we used the yellow red LED just like we did in Loma so that the player at a heads up knows, oh, is it red? Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, is it yellow? I'm doing this. Kind of like the same with like a bypass LED. Is it on or not? So it gives you a status update. So we kind of stress, like I always stress over colors and layouts and that type of ease of use for the, you know, the guy or gal on stage, mm-hmm. that type of thing, you know? Yeah, no, that's really so, cool. And then the color-wise, you kind of went with the black and yellow to go with the third man records kind of they're very mm-hmm. big on colors at that it's like a oh, venue yeah. store kind of thing all at once yep yeah they have the blue room in there where they have live performances spoken mm-hmm. word stuff they do they record direct to acetate um they do all that type of stuff um you know and that whole room is blue if you go in their warehouse we've been fortunate enough that we're, we get to go anywhere we want really in there like their <laughs> warehouse the whole floor is yellow oh shit you know and then they actually have it set up i forget the name of it but there's a like if you're standing in a room that's got four walls which pretty much every all of them do but <laughs> if you're standing in a room that has got four walls and like a hallway or whatever one of the walls that's going towards the blue room that wall will be blue then the one that's going towards another room that's like yellow will be yellow. So essentially, if you were in a room, you'd know how to get to any of the rooms just by following the color on the wall. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, I would still get lost, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Kyle can't do it. This is false advertising. I ate, I ate only one potato chip. <laughs> I was able to stop. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed. What have we got? One hallway, dude. There's Walk a, down it. Oh, uh, you just start uh. just bumping into the walls like a ping pong ball. <laughs> ping, 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 ping. <laughs> so yeah, we stressed over the color and stuff like that. And actually, you know what? It wasn't until we were about to go to print, I think, and Jordan will correct me here, that we actually incorporated white on it. I think we had a proof go out, and Jack said, "Let's get some white involved," because the one he had when we went down January 2020, we had our final meeting with Jack in his office. Then we had a meeting with the ladies down there. And everything was a yellow petal with black or black with yellow. But white is technically the secondary color for third man. And Jack suggested incorporating white. At one point, if we kept coming back and forth with Jordan's like, yeah. And then he's like, I want to pull my fucking hair out. Yeah, this looks good. Oh, how do I incorporate white here? Ah! <laughs> you tell him a little bit more, Jordan. Yeah, you know, it, w- it was interesting when we met with Jack and, you know, he was all about the petal, the function and everything. But it wasn't until after that we kind of heard from that he'd like to incorporate white. So, for example, the one that you guys have has the white text on the front with the white um, circles and Xs. And I think it just adds another kind of, kind of simple dimension to the pedal, you know, because black and yellow can get very monotonous, especially yeah, where contrast. a lot of the telegraph key itself is black. Mm-hmm. Like the base, obviously the arm itself is um, the, the silver, but um, the button and the base are black. So, I mean... I think the white adds a nice little depth to it, you know. And I, yeah, definitely. Obviously, he he knows colors. So <laughs> now that <laughs> now when we look back and we're like, look at that ugly piece of crap with no white from I like six so months funny. ago. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it is his name, so it works out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, that's true. Yeah, for some reason we weren't incorporating white because we were just like, oh, yeah. here's a black petal. Yellow is the color of third man, and then right. here's the limited edition yellow. And I guess you know, yeah, um, he goes, hello. We were kind. Of, he just points yeah. to himself, <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> Yeah, me. You see this last name, baby? <laughs> I think we were just kind of so caught up in inverting the colors that we didn't actually step outside to yeah. think, like, you know, a third color here could be great. So. And then Jordan kind of went above and beyond. It was like everything that's white, We he did the center key is all white artwork 
because it relates to the, as I mentioned, the X in the rotary logo for the kill or send and return. Mm -hmm. So on the back of the pedal where you have that toggle switch, you'll notice all of that coloring is white, whereas the in and out is yellow, the octave up and down is yellow, the locking and momentary options are all yellow, you know? So that's where he added the white, and he was very, like, picky and monotonous and maniacal yeah. and evil and <laughs> adverbs and adjectives no yeah it looks good it really shows like this function is you know this is how you operate it you can just look at it and go okay send return here's the x you know blah blah you know totally mm-hmm. t- totally works yeah and uh, this is also technically like the first third man pedal that like has been designed with a company with jack essentially whereas all the other ones that came before it were kind of versions of pedals that had existed in the company's repertoire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was a third man exclusive with like cool special sauce or Jack tweaks or add ons Mm -hmm. or something that he had used and that type of stuff between the other three companies. This is the first one like ground up. Like we didn't already have this pedal as a CSP product. We designed this with him, which is why the, you know, we went above and beyond on the yellow limited edition. So there's the yellow limited edition and there's the black standard one that we gave you guys. And like he has both of them, they have like his name on it. You know, it's it's not just the third man version of a pedal that exists in our lineup. Yeah. It's like we it was a collaborative process for four years. Right. Yeah. The <laughs> it it was crazy. For the past four years, we've been almost doing this every day, just you know, countless hours every day trying to perfect everything. Um, you know, because Doing a DSP octave from the ground up is not something like overnight. It's not like creating an overdrive pedal or, you know, starting with something. It's really from the ground up 100%, plus the addition of perfecting the hardware aspect. You know, I I think it would be... And then getting them to work together. Totally, yeah. You know, it's... It's not just like, you know, a couple foot switches and we're able to trigger the octaves. It's like these are actually mechanical arms that have to work yeah. um, along with a DSP octave that doesn't have latency mm-hmm. or, you know, and it tracks well. So that's one of the that's one of the things that we're, you know, we're really grateful for that they believed in us to do this. You know, I think they knew that we were a very young company, but as far as what we've been able to do and how we've grown over the past four years. We're, we're just very grateful that they believed in us and, you know, they let us run with a lot of ideas and, you know, gave us, gave us a lot of creative control over this. That's um, really cool. Obviously. Yeah. You know, so it's. So, um, how it sounds, it's like you guys mentioned, it, you had to learn DSP like for this or did, did you on your other pedals, were they, uh, heavily digital as well or cause you had said before so you is, had the reverb, right? The reverb is our only pedal that has digital. Well, Loma has some digital control, mm-hmm. but it's overall an analog pedal. Our first pedal in our duet series was Daedalus, which is technically a digital reverb because unless there's actual springs or plates, yeah. every pedal is a digital reverb. Um, so that is digital, but for the most part, it's like analog dry. It's all through hole components. There just happens to be a brick at its core that's digital technically because we weren't going to say it's an analog reverb, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we ourselves had to if for digital like for the level of magnitude of this pedal and what we had to have done we called in other people we had to hire people luckily we knew a code engineer that worked at western digital through another guy that works in the shop wow um 
and we had somebody work on the circuit board layout because I'm not there in my circuit board design yet. I primarily do through hole and more stuff that's a little bit like that. So when it comes to the pool of DSP, Jordan and I have our feet in the shallow end. That's about it. I can tell you words that you might not know, but I don't really know fully what they mean. Like, you know, when I talk about codec, I have an idea of what's going on, you know, when we're talking about latency and that type of stuff. Like, we have we have enough knowledge of this type of stuff that we can at least have a back and forth with people because we're pretty knowledgeable in this world, but they're just like, these people are just geniuses compared to us. We've been fortunate enough to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say, I think kind of the the melding of the minds here was really special when we got to work with these engineers because luckily they were actually both musicians, which is really cool, but you know, they kind of needed us, for example, to like test actual guitar signal going in. You know, it can things can line up mathematically perfect, but it's not until you actually get to your rig and you plug a guitar in and you're like, no, there, you know, there's some delay on this. There's some latency on this. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's not tracking very well. So, I mean, they were, they're very advanced people and we're so thrilled that, you know, we have them on our team for this. Cause um, stuff can be mathematically seem like it's be fine. And then all of a sudden you get like this impedance from a guitar and the way a person plays. Sure. I, I remember this. I just randomly thinking about this story cause it's been four years of stories. I can't remember them all. Jordan had recorded some different licks, like a Muse lick, maybe an original lick, a couple different like stuff with chords, some leads and stuff. And I remember we had sent it out to our pal Richard. He lives in uh, Frisco, now that I've offended <laughs> both people. <laughs> he lives in San Francisco. And like I said, he works at Western Digital. Brilliant dude. We flew him out here, set up a computer, and he actually takes the computer over via like... Um, something that's too smart for me to understand. Yeah. And um, anyway, Jordan recorded some clips, and Richard had done different, like, um, hertz frequencies and all that type of stuff with, like, speed and whatnot in this genius coding. And Jordan, we had, we had been working through, like, Google Drive and stuff like that. And I remember driving through a town near the shop and, like, hey, Richard just sent over files. He wants you to tell us which is the best one between all of them. And I remember pulling over into some random, like, like driveway or uh, like some type of parking lot. Yeah, some dude's driveway. Yeah, I'm listening <laughs> to stuff. <laughs> I'm pulling over to some like laundromat. I'm not here to do laundry. Don't don't put the coffee on. I'm not staying. And I'd have to like go through those Google Drive things with my fat fingers pushing. Like, okay, did I like one or two better? Wait, was two or three's tracking better? Like better latency and like the highs, better tracking. Like playing it through like my phone, like through the car speakers. <laughs> yeah. and it was just like. It was stuff like that because, like, if I didn't do it right then and there, Richard's on a three-hour delay time because he's in California. So it's like there was a lot of, like, all right, I'm going to pull the car over. I'm going to listen to it right now, give him feedback, get on a call. Then next day in the shop, try to do, like, even doing that, like, how, like, relentless we were, like, working till midnight and stuff like that over the last couple years. It took four years to do it. Yeah. It was really, really tough, you know. But Like, it's pretty, like, ambitious like pedal to, oh, yeah. to get started on and to work on. And I, I, like, like you, you were saying, I'm like, Oh, it's cool that they put you up to the challenge. And it's also really cool that you guys, you know, you didn't slouch on it. You didn't be like, well, yeah, we can try this or whatever. And it's like, you busting your asses to get it done. And like you were saying, like I'll pull over at a fucking, you know, parking lot yeah. of a grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> I think it was a laundromat. It yeah, might've been a laundromat or something. And I'm like, you just, you know, listening yeah to these tracks to see like which one's better just because you knew of the workflow i'm like okay this could delay it by a day but that day what could we have done i think yeah that's absolutely yeah every day adds up jordan and i I are the ones that are like that because we have like the biggest drive i think because 
we're here till midnight. And then when we go home, we're designing stuff or doing layouts or he's sending me a thing like, what do you think about this for that? Or what? like, it doesn't really stop, you know, like we're fortunate enough they're able to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, none of us have kids. The responsibilities are lower in that front. But it's just like every day, it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Every day adds up. And if you count a four-year project, that could turn a four-year project into a five-year project. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, because oh, I mean, our designer would be like, I'm going to be gone for a week because he himself had a job that he's working a lot of hours and designing stuff that all of us probably use in our computers right now. Yeah. So it's like, we'd have to get him on the line. And it's like, everything would add up. You know? you know, there was a time before we met one of the board engineers that we ended up hiring out here. And we had the code where we wanted it for a while, and the octave sounded great, and you know we were all happy with that. But at one point, I snapped. I was like, "We don't have this on a fucking board yet. Like, we this is not in a guitar pedal yet, and we can't plug a jack in and take this out like with a one spot. Like, we need to really figure this out." So I remember like just one day going through all my contacts, figuring like who we could reach out to, like who Alex and I could go see. And on a limb, we ended up driving to New York to this event this audio engineering society event just to see if we could network possibly like you know nothing was promised it was really just like you know what do we what have we got to lose and that's actually Mm -hmm. where we ended up meeting our contact um which funny enough he lives in our backyard basically (laughs) a couple towns over yeah um but it's one of those things where it's like you know, we got asked to do Jack White's custom octave yeah you know we're pulling out all the stops everything we can even just like that whole mindset is like that's a grassroots like that's what people do for their bands like we need to go to this to Mm -hmm. try and get a contact even though internet exists and whatever you're like i don't even know who to email to find we just got to go fucking find somebody yeah it it reminds me of people like that that are touring in bands like some of my friends would just go out and they're like i don't care if it's like five people we have to go out and bust our ass and play this show we gotta win battle the bands yeah well even yeah (laughs) even just going out there and working you know the like like you know, a face-to-face conversation you're like well i know how much this can mean and there's no guarantee that we're going to meet this person or even yeah. anybody's going to want to talk to us but we got to go do it Man, absolutely that's, that's cool yeah. that's fucking awesome it, it kind of felt like at that moment it kind of felt like a band atmosphere because we had driven to manhattan well we, we were staying in queens we drove to manhattan on like I don't know, 48 hours notice. They're like, hey, why don't you sponsor this thing? Come out to the society thing. And we have this like this cool vintage mic room and all this stuff. And we're going to have food. Come out, have some food. Ooh. We're like walking. <laughs> we're, yeah. What's that food? They don't have that where I'm from. And so we're driving there. We drive into Manhattan. We drove through Times Square to the point where it was like, three traffic lights later cycles it's like okay well everybody's just in the fucking road it's <laughs> it was a nightmare then trying to park the car we had like two totes worth of stuff because we we're technically going to be setting up like a demo station display thing like to, they actually wanted copper sound pedals to come out wow. there and have like a little thing so we drove there with boards like walking through new york trying to park like hey i have to pee okay well let you go across the street I'll jump in the driver's seat because we're still waiting to park the car because it's Manhattan and there's nowhere to put shit, yet everybody wants to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like running around the city just to eventually try to meet somebody or we talk to somebody that could introduce us to somebody else. We actually met the person that essentially created MIDI. Wow. Oh, or something yeah. like that. Like yeah, the guy he, that was essentially there doing it. Yeah, he, he introduced himself and he's like, hey, so, you know, I've been working with Jordan Rudis from Dream Theater a lot on like this new custom thing. And I'm like, wow, never heard of him. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a huge Dream Theater fan, by the way. But, 
he uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I've been working back and forth. Also, you know, I'll give you this. Uh, I'll give you this access code. It downloads this free app. It's like a four hundred dollar app with sound <laughs> libraries. He's like, here, take this code. So, like, what are you working on? Like, I did MIDI. But like your thing's probably really cool too. <laughs> and we're like, like, we got a box with a switch. And I'm like, we have code that we need to get in a a box. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, this dude's just like, well, thank yeah, you. man. Well, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help. Here's my contact info. Like, you know, it was at that moment where I'm like, thank God we actually came out here. You know? Yeah. But it, yeah, it was, it's just one of those things where you don't know what's going to happen, and you just get a hope. You know, that well, it, if we didn't is, drive like four hours on like 48 hours notice to sleep with a friend in Queens and go through Manhattan and essentially see almost all the boroughs in like a 72 hour period, we wouldn't have met the guy that actually worked for analog devices and started his own thing. And he created our circuit board layout and he wow. came down to the shop Hell yeah. like that. That's that's why you with two days notice you drive to New York. <laughs> yeah, you get the shit done. Like, yeah, it's not like. No, nah, I don't really want to do that this weekend. We're having a barbecue. It's like, no, we're going to drive to New York. I got some Linies. Hopefully meet somebody. Some Linies <laughs> chilling right now. I might have yeah. to hit those. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that, I mean, it all paid off. You know, sometimes it doesn't always, but sometimes you take you're those just risks. building character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and for sure. And we, again, we're making Jack White's octave pedal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know, but the first song ever with the Pog from EHX was a Jack White song. Wow. Like, He's he's been known for it. So ever since 2005 with uh, Blue Orchid, you know. So it's like we're doing, as Jordan said, the king of octaves. Like at least in the modern world, because octave really didn't get good until you know Digitech did it, and it wasn't even really until like I want to say the Whammy Four that really had some good octave with it. But mm. anyway, like this is the one of the modern kings of octaves pedal. It's like. Uh, yeah, we're going to drive to Manhattan tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, pre- let's pretend it's for Jack White, all right? And let's drive to Manhattan. Pack your because, shit. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> Get <Yeah>. stepping. <laughs> and that's, the, that's the type of shit that got this thing done. Yeah. Like, we had to do it. Yeah. So kind of really stepping out of your comfort zone, not only in, like, the design, but the idea and, I mean, the execution of it, really. I'm like, you're like, well, we've never really, like, had to just, let's just drive to New York and do this thing in 48 hours. Let's just... You know, mm-hmm. hit up this person. Let's uh, you know set up mm-hmm. a computer just for this person to talk to and see code. And yeah, I, I, the mm-hmm. whole the whole thing is like it's not what you guys do, but you guys nope. were not afraid. You know, it's what, it's what we needed to do to get it done. Part of it, I think, is being the right mindset and maturity to let something go. Also, knowing that we can't do it, we can control and manipulate and augment a lot of the oh, facilities yeah. of stuff in here like the powder and the drilling and all that type of stuff that we can control before it goes out to somebody or before we do it but there are things that we literally couldn't do so we had to go to the best of our ability network it's like it's 2020 we have the internet we can jordan went on like facebook he went on like craigslist looking for designers and like asking people questions and stuff like that and generally a lot of people are really nice and then yeah i mean there was this gentleman i reached out at mit and he almost took out a restraining order (laughs) not actually but no he was just like dude i don't know how to do this and i was like i'm sorry like i'm just trying i'm just trying to you know get a contact here to you know get some more information done but that's kind of what it Kind of what it took. But, you know, as Alex said, like when Ben Swang from Third Man Records asked us to do this, I think Alex ex- Alex's exact words were, it's going to be a lot of work, but we want to do the work. So, yeah, you know, we. I think I think that like mindset, you wouldn't have even been given this opportunity. You think about it like 
if you wouldn't have like gone out of your way to be like, oh, let's make sure to, you know, we're here in Nashville to give this pedal because we think it's cool. Like the telegraph, you know, stutter itself. It's a cool idea. I like it. Make sure it's yellow. That's kind of fun. Let's give it. And hopefully he tries it out and he did and he got liked mm-hmm. it. So to implement, you know, the, your design with some ideas he had, like you guys wouldn't have like had that opportunity whether you didn't step out of the box or not. And even you're out totally, of your own yeah, com- comfort mean, zone. So that's what I thought. I was like, you know, Alex is a huge Jack. It's his, it's his favorite artist. So I was like, we're going to Nashville. Like, let's make a telegraph stutter and, you know, drop it off as a gift. How cool would it be if he played it? And that was it. That it was, was the end of it. Yeah, it yeah. was never, and I was like, okay, sweet. It's dropped off. Let's go to Nam and like do that. Yeah. You know, we, we had no idea the, the phone call we were going to get, you know, so it was, you never know. That's yeah. The, you just never the, really the moral know of this you, like story yeah. and like the whole thing is like, you never know. You know, we're not saying like go jump out of a plane. You never know. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, if you're gonna go there, it couldn't hurt. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, like yeah, like you're saying. I mean, within reason with all these, um, the risk and the reward. I think mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. okay, it balances it out. I'm like, okay, what's a, a yeah. three days that we wasted in New York? If it could get us that much closer, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. wondering even just like you know, not to take away from the pedal. I'm like even your company going forward. I mean, you might even just thinking about taking risks like this and thinking about going forward. I'm like, what if we try different designs and stuff like that? Like you guys, it's crazy to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally after all. Sorry to cut you off. I was just gonna. I was jumping on Brian, that. Shut but, up. <laughs> no, no. Literally, I mean, it really makes me think. Like, if we didn't get this big push to really force ourselves to to learn this stuff and really push ourselves forward, it's kind of just making me think. Like, well, we should be applying this to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we should apply kind of like kind of like how you mentioned it, a band has to take risks and go out there and and play their heart out, you know, and not knowing any return, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of what you got to do, you know, it makes me think that we're probably going to, you know, end up doing that with our other things is it makes me think what we can do now. Yeah. You know, and not even like in the forward. same foot of like, oh, let's give our pedal to, a, you know, you too or whatever. It's like, well, <laughs> y- y- you're taking that idea of like, we did this and it like we could make that work it was never in our wheelhouse at the first and we never even really thought about doing this and we could like w- now if we all put you know our minds together what other things could we do like we never thought we could yeah, do totally. this type of thing we never thought we could do a delay you know <laughs> you, you know i'm not very good with words but you just said it <laughs> you know um but yeah i, I that's awesome that's that's it's a really fucking killer story yeah that's, that's awesome i really uh have been playing this since we you know uh, I guess last week we got it pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is great. I'm, I guess not a huge octave person. I've only ever really played the chemist, I guess. And then, great. um, I think Matthew's the, effects. yeah, from Matthew's effects. And I think like super shifter or whatever. Um, and so I, did, I never really like was super specific about octaves. And then this one, I was like, okay, let me try it through, um, my fractal to me is like the most precise sound that I can get. So I was like headphones, monitors and stuff like that. It tracks so awesome. The thing is really good. Like, and I was like, well, let me try bass. And I'm like, oh wow, that totally works too. And then like, it's very responsive. The kill switch momentary, like it's, it's yeah, you can, you know, stomp the shit out of it and it works. (laughs) Like I'm probably not as tall as Jack White, but I probably got like about 400 LBs (laughs) on him. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, it's like, like hey jack we're the same weight you're a lot taller he's like he's like i'm a foot taller than you i know but dude we're pushing weight baby <laughs> we could, we're gaining mass acquiring yeah. mass yeah, we could wrestle mass. it's legal we're in the same weight class <laughs> we it's funny that you say that too because like 
the chemist is built off a really great platform, and we originally started with that um, FV1 platform. And when we went down to Jack in summer 2017, so one year after they decided they wanted to get together mm-hmm. with us, um, we brought down our first prototype, and it had the same platform that um, Rick Matthews uses in um, most of his stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and that FV1 platform unfortunately has some limitations. He does a really great job of tailoring all of his stuff to those limitations of that chip. But when we got down there and played it for Jack, he was like, well, here's the, essentially the limitations when it comes to that chip, which is a reverb chip, it can do octave. For the most part, the problem that that chip has is it has some trouble with latency, primarily on the low octave, and it has um, like a pitch modulation, primarily on the high end. So we had done, we'd used that chip because that's all we knew at the time before getting a designer, like an, an, an actual coder. Um, we brought it down to him, summer 2017. He played it through. He liked the, the initial design, proof of concept type stuff. And he goes, he's like, I have two critiques on the sound. There's some modulation in the highs and latency in the lows. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you <laughs> found the octave him. guy figured out the thing. Yeah. So at that point where it's like, well, we can't do FV1. So we have to kind of. We essentially we need some more horsepower. We we're like, hey Jack, yeah. check out this Toyota Corolla that we really <laughs> souped up. He's like, I'm looking for more of like a Mercedes Benz, yeah, or like a Ferrari. So we essentially had to hire a, a person to do code mm-hmm. that that got that essentially. Seg- we're kind of doing a Kill Bill thing here, where that goes into flying out our pal Richard that did the code and everything. So we needed a high high powered DSP platform, which we ended up doing. We ended up going with. Um, the Blackfin series from Analog Devices, which is actually another Massachusetts company. Shout out to them. Um, they make like a really high-powered processor. Usually you see it in audio stuff. Um, Strymon mm-hmm. pretty much only uses their Shark processors. And the Blackfin is very similar um, without going into details. But it's essentially the type of stuff for audio engines and hospital equipment and things of that nature. So we were like... Yeah, we're in the big leagues now. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to hire some good coaches. Yeah. But um, that's kind of, that, that was the limitations, and that was a huge hurdle to overcome. That's why it took us a year from 2016, the summer of 2016, to the summer NAM of 2017. The boys are back in town. Yeah. And we essentially brought that first prototype, and he was like, here's the problems with it. And then we decided, we talked about the name at that meeting. We talked about this. We talked about that. Um, and yeah, we had those two problems. It was like, well, Back to the drawing board again, <laughs> because we know essentially the order of how we want stuff to do, and we know how we want them to do it. Like, but we got to get a high-powered DSP because that's really the only way to do the. Like you said, you aren't big into Octave, but you even notice like the latency and the tracking are right there. You know, with Octave, when there's a latency, you feel it in your hand. Yeah, like you, you, you hear. There's a relationship between what you hear, how you feel, and all that type of stuff. And any latency, like your body, for the most part, knows it. And the tracking and stuff like that, like, you know when you're having, like, like, you play, like, a really cool analog octave would be, like, your MXR Blue Box or your OC2 or OC3 from Boss. Like, those are cool. Those are analog octaves, though. They have their own characteristics. They have their own thing. It's kind of like fuzz. It's its own thing, so you kind of embrace that. Yeah. So that's how you're playing. Kind of like octave fuzz. Like, we did the, the Captain Hook. That was an analog octave up. So it kind of gets, like, that sputtery 8-bit digitally sound. We're not going for that here. We're going for like a clean platform, like completely like high powered DSP 32 yeah. bit stuff. And that's that was the goal. That was the end result that we came to, which, 
you know, we had that idea in mind, but we needed some help for some friends and yeah, to get that done. I think, uh, especially, I guess, for what he's looking for in his playing, it's like, I want to add this pedal to my rig, and I don't want it to change it or color it, even though you're doing an octave. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't want to add, to add its own artifacts and stuff like that and its own latency, because with other octave pedals, that's kind of the charm, I would say, is that, you know, let's say those boss ones, they don't track well. So you're like, oh, it's kind of cool because mm-hmm. it glitches out sometimes. Like this one, he's like, right. I don't want any of that in this because I like my other fuzz pedals, my other guitars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want them to mm-hmm. be octave up or octave down and have the, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think that's pretty cool that he's like, okay, this is, you know, not quite it, but you need to get there because this is my end goal that I want. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we want to get there too. So he's yeah. got his dynasties mm-hmm. thinking about Yeah, you know? <laughs> my dynasty. <laughs> yeah. I think he uses uh, the octave great to f- really fill out what he's doing because, you know, he'll play fast stuff and he'll play slow stuff, but it really fills out the high and low end, you know, because a lot of the times, like for White Stripes, for example, you know, it's one guitar player, mm-hmm. but it sounds huge. And, you know, and t- I mean, I was really young and I never really understood that until I figured out that he was using octave. And I was like, wow, you know, it really fills out the room, you know, which is you know, ultimately what we tried to do with this pedal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a send and return, which I actually haven't tried that part yet. I've just been like, to be honest with you, fucking with the, the octaves to be like, what can I use? Maybe I like octave. I don't know. Why don't I have any been playing it? <laughs> it, it tracks so well. I've like jumped back and forth between guitar and bass so much because it like I'm like, oh wow, octave on bass is actually pretty cool and tapping between them. But uh, w- you know, not uh, you know, Jack White aside, what do you what do your guys some like some of your favorite effects to put in the return send and return? Using the auxiliary function, I love to put delay in it. Okay, um, just for like that—that that spontaneous kind of like if you're playing a riff and then the end, you kind of want it to fade out into the next part. Like if you're doing recording, I I love playing delay with it just because it's momentary. So the minute you let go, it's done. But it's it can definitely add this cool layer where you know just for a second it can fade off into this delay, and then the minute you don't want it, you just step off the key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think we've heard some people play fuzz through it, which is which is really cool. Um, it's you get like a burst of fuzz, like a nice burst. Yeah, which it you can really do some like kind of cool Morse code stuff if you if you're thinking along that lines using the keys. Um, but it's very good for rhythmic stuff too. Like if you're using a fuzz in the loop, you can kind of play that along with the drums, which is nice. Oh, okay, um, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, so it kind of, it triggers it, obviously, the minute you press it down, but... Um, I was thinking, like, oh, even, like, a crazy vibrato would be uh, uh-huh. cool in there, kind of just having it go, or even just, like, a really choppy trem, maybe, and having it momentary. Definitely. Just having that with Absolutely. the octaves. I'm like, okay, I, I'm digging it. I'm getting it. I need to borrow this pedal again. The Kyle. boss slicer. <laughs> oh, in the... In the <laughs> that would be whoa, fun. whoa. Let's calm down here. Yeah, I put my tuner in the loop. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> it was on. You have momentary on. tuning. I'm like, you could do that with yeah. a tuner, <laughs> or a buffer, a really nice buffer. Yeah. Oh, just so you can <laughs> hear it on stage. I'm like, hear that right? true bypass, and here's buffer <laughs> yeah. the volume pedal, but all the way on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, something when it comes to the IOs, we actually haven't talked about it on any podcast. When we were designing this, so everything's digital in this pedal and um we were i think it was the january 2020 meeting the last meeting that we had before we went to production with this Mm -hmm. and with almost every pedal 
especially in the digital world, and depending on how you do the bypass, like obviously, as you guys know, like there's no bypass switch on off type thing on this. Like in a lot of the digital world, and depending on how you do bypassing, when with whether it's relay based, JFET based, that type, like FET based, like all that type of stuff, like if you have a, a lot of your digital pedals, you'll notice if you have the pedal bypassed, if you unplug it, you don't get you don't get audio through it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, with True Bypass, if you shut it off, you'll get audio. But if you have the True Bypass pedal on and then something shits out, everything goes dark because the mechanical switch is in trying to activate even though there's nothing to send to. Yeah. But with a lot of digital pedals with, like, you know, your soft touch, your relay bypass stuff, especially if they're using a latching relay, not to get super technical on it, it'll get stuck on uh, because it's in that mode. When we were doing this at the very last step, like another one of those like like in the 11th hour type thing, we were talking like, wouldn't it be cool if this didn't have power, if you could still bypass and get dry signal? And we ended up, I incorporated that one in designing the um, the daughter board where all the IOs go and the toggle switch and send return and power and stuff like that. So there is a relay in there. It's only job, when it gets power, it turns on and everything gets audio as normal. If you have triple graph plugged in, in, out, just basic in, now you need loop and everything, and you unplug the power or lose power, you get reverted back to the resting state, and you'll still have audio go through without any power needed. Nice. That's awesome. Be- because we didn't want it to be like, oh, if you lost power, because this is a pretty high-powered pedal, like, something could happen, you know? Like, more stuff in there. There's, what, 282 pieces to make this pedal? Yeah. We <laughs> did the math one day. <laughs> I did. Each one. <laughs> yeah, I counted all the parts one day. Did you count your Jordan's soul like, How many- that goes into that, too? <laughs> yeah. Jordan was like, how many parts are in this thing? I was like, I got to really well, have to... You, you, like, yeah. you, you Each, take it all I apart. I expected him to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To solder everything. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Yeah. He loves me not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but anyway back to like um the last meeting we had we were kind of like we should like put a relay so that it'd be a momentary relay so if you lose power it's not us hands up it's not us like it wasn't you know yeah. you're you're getting signal through us so if you were to lose power in the triple graph whether it comes unplugged or bad power or your board the thing yeah. itself the thing itself has trouble and you know electronics can shit out like if that has a problem you're going to at least get your audio sound because that's what you want. You know, as you guys know, being musicians, the worst thing to do live is to not have any sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. we wanted that, you know, the fact that everything was actually SMD, like computer puts us in precise, um, really tiny parts. Like we haven't really had any problems, but like if you do, the audio is still going to come through. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, so that was a big thing that we wanted to add at the very end. Um, it's a little thing you might never notice it, right. but it's kind of a peace of mind thing. I think. Yeah, totally. You know, if you're at a show and for some reason things go out, you know, you're still going to get sound right through your your board. Yeah, if your Donner power supply shits a bed, I mean, <laughs> get a proper power supply. <laughs> That'll teach you. Actually, speaking of things we didn't mention, I think we didn't really go too much into using two keys at once. Mm. Um, yeah, one of the things on this pedal is that there's I mean, there's kind of endless key combinations as far as using things like lock or latching, momentary. Um, but one thing I did want to mention is when the pedal's in kill mode, um, so no send and return needed, just the regular, the middle key is a regular kill switch. If you were to step on the middle key and the left key or the right key, you actually get fully wet octave up or fully wet octave down. So if you were to step on the left and the middle key, 
simultaneously, you would almost get sound like a bass guitar. Yeah. So your I, dry signal be. I was totally removed. doing that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's it's fucking. You can sick, accidentally yeah. do it with a. You, you can accidentally pull a fat foot type thing, you know, and do that. <laughs> or even Jack will do it live. He'll step on all three, so he's killing his dry, but he's getting one up and one down. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to use the latching. Yeah, yeah, if he didn't want to use the latching, which actually I don't think we mentioned either. The left and right key can do either momentary or latching features with a corresponding toggle switch that's hidden in between the toggle, uh, between the bases. Mm-hmm. So you'll have a little locking icon. If you picture a lock that has like the key, it's what everybody can think of in their head for the most part. And then the unlock, essentially that top little U-shape or lowercase n is open just like when you open up a lock so that allows you to do momentary like bursts of them kind of like it originally started we didn't do the latching until like three years into the project yeah it It used to be a toggle switch and then we added the locking and actually if if you guys have it in front of you or Mm -hmm. yeah um anybody's looking at home if you look at the lock itself it's not actually a hole for a key. It's actually one of the third man logo guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so dang. that's kind of like hidden in there. I Jordan, and I think, came up with that somehow um, at the very end, like the locking key thing, like with the unlock and the lock. And it's like, because normally you'd see with like uh, like a skeleton keyhole. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. we just incorporated the third man guy there, um, like a little, little nod to that. So yeah, each key can be either assigned locking or momentary for the left and right, and then the middle, like we were mentioning, can do auxiliary or uh, kill. So really all it is is three telegraph keys, and each one has a toggle switch you just assign. So really all it is is, there's many combinations, but it's simply boiled down. It's three telegraph key buttons, and you assign them A or B on each thing. Mm-hmm. Which what, what do you want it to do? And that's it. You know, So if, you're, if you want to have like a nice bass, uh, like low end going, put the octave down latching, Keep it rocking. Don't let Kyle get mad at you because he handles the low end, all right? Yeah. yeah. He, he <laughs> handles the low end. That's my field, okay? <laughs> and then so you, 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 lo- you lock in that low octave with your guitar, and then say you have the high octave on momentary, you can have those bursts of that high octave in there while keeping the other one, or vice versa. So that was a huge feature at the end mm-hmm. that um, I think it was Dan that kind of suggested that. He thought that's what the thing was. Remember? I thought it was the toggle switch. He thought it was latching. No? Jordan says it was us. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, take no, credit I, where I credit's think, due, man. Well, I was, I was thinking, I, I think we were trying to think, like, what if we just want these on, but we don't want to stand on the pedal? Maybe, yeah. Like, we should just turn it on, like, as a, a regular pedal. Yeah, like, that's the, yeah, don't, that's the switch. But just just as a, a feature, but, you know, people yeah. will use the, use this rhythmically as they please, mm-hmm. you know, with the momentary. Um, yeah. Either way, it made it to the pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I, this is awesome. I mean, is there anything else you guys wanted to mention on it? Or like, I feel like there's the story on it. It's really cool. And like literally the story book on it, I like got a lot out of it. I'm like, damn, that is. Yeah, I read it to him before we went to bed. A journey. The storybook. <laughs> but it's here. It's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I think we'll, what we can do as well is we'll just go over one more time for the listeners, the standard versus limited edition. Yes, Jordan can walk you through those differences and what kind of what makes them different and why. Mm-hmm. So the limited version is there's only a hundred units available um, with that inverted yellow color. Um, those ones have a custom milled aluminum badge on the front, opposed to the screen print on the standard one. Um, it's kind of a heavy duty, nice 
kind of keepsake badge that we put on that. Um, there's a slightly different box. Um, both of the product boxes are they're very similar. Um, the yellow one will just have a little different of a color inversion. And the cool thing with the yellow one is that there's a certificate of authenticity signed by Jack. Oh, um, so those will come really cool. with all of the um, the hundred. And for the standard, um, it's pretty cool. Just to, to the typical box that we designed for it. Um, and it comes with, obviously, everything comes with the user manual. But every pedal will actually come with the book. Um, initially, it was supposed to just be with the limited. We were trying to find value on how we could kind of like separate this and make it, you know, a, kind of a different type. But after we presented the book to Third Man, they kind of they kind of fell in love with it and they wanted to do it for all of them. Um, so, yeah, initially it was funny. The Initially, the book really started as just a kind of a photo folder for us because I, I just wanted to kind of document this so we could look back on it in a couple of years and be like, you know, that oh, wasn't that so cool. But it kind of kind of grew into this thing where I was like, you know what, if somebody's going to actually spend good money and buy this pedal, you know, they should kind of know the story. And, you know, perhaps we can find a fun way to do that. So the book is filled with a bunch of photos for from the past four years, um, from the first day that the telegraph was dropped off a third man all the way till about maybe a month and a half ago um, when we kind of finalized everything. Um, kind of goes through the whole story. There's some fun stories in there with like sending prototypes mid tour when Jack was on the road, um, kind of things that we found our our shortcomings, some victories in there. Um, and there's some hidden Morse code on all the pages. Um, or I would say most of the pages in there that you can use, uh, you can use the decoder in there to decode <laughs> some of the messages. <laughs> That's cool. Um, uh, damn, I didn't notice that. I got to go back in for another read then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's a cool little thing to add for the person that wants to know a little bit more about it. Um, you know, for the person listening, again, that comes with all of the all of the pedals through Third Man, um, and it kind of just goes through everything. It's a cool little Easter egg to have on top, and we're really thrilled that they, you know, they wanted to, they allowed us creative control over that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, it's definitely an honor to be able to put that out with each pedal. So I think everybody's going to like it once it comes out, or hopefully, fingers crossed. Nice. So are the pedals going to be available through you guys or Third Man or both or like the special ones too? Uh, as of right now, it's only going to be available through thirdmanstore.com or thirdmanrecords.com. Mm -hmm. um, the standard edition is going to be $399 and the limited edition one is going to be $449. And um, again, the limited edition is limited to only 100 units and then um, after that they'll be gone. There you go. You got to get it if you want it. All right. Um, yeah. So I wanted to squeeze in a, a quick topic kind of going with uh, the whole Third Man Records, Jack White thing. I did uh, watch a video. I think it was Gibson had a YouTube video like where they like visit and kind of do a tour of certain places. And Third Man Records was one of them and kind of uh, showing the different rooms, how they record, um, you know, like straight to vinyl, you know. Mm -hmm. And they the performances people can buy them they buy records stuff like that. It's like um, mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing they really um, the guy they were interviewing I couldn't remember his name but uh, the the whole time was like really romanticizing the vinyl record and that whole experience of like you know putting on a record and you listen to it you listen to the mm -hmm. whole thing it's not just like oh yeah you know between podcasts or whatever and then da -da -da, Spotify mm -hmm. I'm gonna jump you know Bill Burr and then I'm gonna listen to like. Uh, pierce the veil track and then jump back and forth. The, you you can do that nowadays so quickly with just your phone and a couple of AirPods or whatever. 
And then like that's the very 2020. But you can take mm-hmm. a step step back and be like, oh, I'm going to commit listening to an album. So all that to say, if you guys, like, what's an album that you can listen to start to finish? No, you know, no breaks. You know, I don't need to switch it up because a lot of times you can just listen to a song from, a, you know, from totally. a record. Like, what's one that you can, like, listen to the whole way through? Doesn't even matter. You'd be stoked to just like, oh, I'm going to chill out and listen to this. Or, you know, I really enjoy listening to this. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Sure. I know you're you're pondering. Well, I was I was up last <laughs> night thinking of I was I had to cut mine down. Okay, <laughs> you had to listen to all of them first. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with Foo Fighters, "Wasting Light." Mm, nice. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, I know he he was definitely <laughs> expecting something different. No, I, I I love that top to bottom. It's one of those things where I can throw it on whatever I'm doing. You know. Obviously, don't. Have, it's not a task to commit to that for me. You know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's not like oh, this is a fucking chore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh great, I gotta like listen to tracks one through the end. Oh, uh-huh. no, I, I love that. I love that record. I think that's probably that would probably be my answer. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, Alex is like, ah, oh, that was mine. Yeah, no. <laughs> Damn it. scratch that off. I spent all night thinking about that one. Son of a uh, bitch. <laughs> I, I was yeah. It's like, thanks, Jordan. Up till two, scratch that one off. Can't talk about <laughs> wasting light anymore. <laughs> Uh, so I was thinking of this when you had messaged me the topic, I think it was, uh, on Monday or Tuesday. And I was like, I'm not a good candidate for this because I only do full albums. Like I don't do single songs. I don't do songs before they come out. I don't oh, skip really? around stuff. I don't shuffle. I only do albums top to bottom, no matter what. And the guys in the shop can justify that. But I was thinking like, okay, well I got to find a way to cut it down because every album I have, I can listen to every single song with the exception of my first punk song from Boxcar Racers self-titled album because it doesn't doesn't fit and we can go on a tangent about that. I'm happy to on a different episode. But it's so short that you could just get through it. I know. It just it doesn't make sense with the record. But anyway. Um, Brian, don't instigate him, okay? Yeah. No way. Actually, nope. I, I'd love to come back when you guys finally get to episode 182 and do like a game show or something like oh, that. Oh, damn. Be on that show. Anyway, so there. I was like, okay, I got to find a way to limit myself. So I'm like, okay. Jordan and I talk about every now and then, like, perfect albums. Like, I like every band I listen to. I like all the songs off all the tracks for one reason or another. But, like, when we talk about, like, perfect album, like, not even, like, a a song where it's, like, that one's okay. If I had to skip it, I'd choose this one. Like, talk about just, like, top to bottom perfect albums. Mm -hmm. And I whittled it down to two that I wanted to mention. So the first one would be Jimmy World's 2004 album, Futures. That would be my first top to bottom. Mm. Could put a vinyl on, easily do it. Just I think it's a perfect record from them. I was fortunate enough to see the 10-year anniversary tour of that. And actually, we named our chorus pedal Polaris after that song. Oh, oh shit. Uh, after the eighth track on that tune. So that's number one. Number two would be AFI's 2003 Sing the Sorrow, which Jordan probably saw that one coming. That one's another one of my like perfect records, in my opinion. So those would be my two. Sing the Sorrow and Futures for my, uh, you know, vinyl play, which actually I have, I think I have both on vinyl. I know I have Sing the Sorrow. I've got that, mm-hmm. I think, on, I think I have three copies of that on CD on all different colors, plus the vinyl, plus the clear, possibly. But anyway, those would be my two. Definitely. Yeah, I think you I guys- was uh, trying to think of the other songs on Sing, I, I had the CD Sing the Sorrow, but I'm like, I, mm-hmm. when I go back to listen to that now, I do just skip songs. I guess... I'm, you bastard. I, I think of this because I'm like I am very much that person just picking songs, and yeah, yeah. I, I have I my do it. 
my liked uh, you know playlist or whatever on uh, Spotify, I just jump to that all the time and just yeah, I'm like these are yeah. great. That's fine. I already know I like it because I liked it. Well, I think the thing that really conditioned me was when I was growing up and going to school, all I had was like a CD player, like a Walkman. I remember like going to school, I'd be like, okay, let me pick the album I'm going to listen to all day because that's all I have. So I'd grab like oh, Dude yeah. Ranch, yeah. top to bottom, all 15 <laughs> songs because I don't have a shuffle. I don't have a skip. I don't, this iPod was barely created back then, so I couldn't do that. There was no phone, Spotify, none of that stuff. I was like, well, let me go over to my CD wall. All right, I got to commit to something for the day. Oh, I'm going to grab Dude Ranch or Enema of the State or something like that. And like, yeah. I learn the track list, you learn the songs, you sing along, because that's all you have top to bottom that day. Then tomorrow's Tuesday, I'm going to be on the bus. Well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to grab an Offspring record. Yeah, what's my soundtrack for to today? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I only had that. So that's all I had. So it kind of conditioned me of like, when you get an album, you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know? so jealous of that because I feel like I, I'm falling into the category of, all right, well, I got like my top five songs that I want to listen to right now on Spotify. Yeah. Like, let me just throw them on. And it's like, it's not doing justice to the album or giving it the, you know, the love that it deserves, you know, because people spend time on the track listing and, mm-hmm. you know, order. how do the order goes and how it makes you feel in a certain way. And, in a different especially order. on vinyl, going back to what he was saying about Third Man, when you're doing it on vinyl versus CD and digital, you have to think about what the first song is when they're going to play it on side A and the first song song on side B. Yeah. Yeah. So when you come back to it, it's like, oh, what's the first experience going to be on side B? Yeah. You know, Damn. so you, you, you have to think about that type of stuff. That's why sometimes the vinyl is also different order because of the length of it that they, excuse me, that they can fit on a 12-inch record, whether it's 33 and a third or 45. Mm-hmm. So they have to think about that type of stuff. So it's like they put in the time for the artwork. They put in the time with the producer, the engineer, the order of the songs, the color, all that stuff. Also, you can skip a song, Brian. <laughs> or pick only one song <laughs> from the album. Well, I mean, you, you I load think, that record up and only play one song. Yeah, even just like the old CD thing. I'm like, that's like even uh, that's a huge jump from cassettes even to like you know you could fast forward a cassette and then like you know the vinyl. It's like okay, you don't really want to like scratch it or pick yeah. it up, whatever. So you commit yep. to the bit. And then CDs, yep. like to me, I'm like, that was like, you know, that's like the, we, we walk three miles, hills every way in the back of my day. Like, I remember yep. that you would pick your Walkman and mine always had the not like, you know, you, you throw it in and every time you walk, it's like, skip, 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 <laughs> skip. Yep. And I'm like, but that's what I had yep. to do. Throw that in my backpack and then, you know, walk around to catch the bus, go see friends or whatever. And you were right. Yep. You you pick the CD and you know it. And I remember uh, loving albums, but not really knowing song titles. I'm like, oh, my favorite is two. That's my favorite yep. favorite track. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, did you have a burnt? Like, oh, I had the CD. I just like, I just don't yeah. carry the case around. I'm like, what's track number I, two's I, name? I'm like, I just like, oh, two's my favorite. I'm like, what's the I name? think that's where you <laughs> underestimate the power of actually having the CD, uh, the the track order names on the actual CD, like <laughs> yeah. printed yeah. disc. You like some albums don't like have it, and some do, and then you realize, oh, like why do I need the track list on the CD? Then you realize, like, if you had it in like a your like um your slipcase like yeah uh binder or whatever that would really help you you kind of underestimate that stuff when it comes to like the Walkman life yeah I keep I, I still have my big folder of CDs and stuff like that I, th- mm-hmm. I think I threw away a lot of the cases I still have mm-hmm. that the thing is be like it's not even really a folder anymore it's just like sleeves <laughs> of CDs and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> I still like I think I'm mm-hmm. enough to get rid of the cases but I still am not able to get rid of my CD collection I still have that mm-hmm. but 
And then when I jumped to like an iPod, I was like, fuck this, man. I love going to town and just picking whatever song I want. <laughs> I never <laughs> held on to that. I was like very loose <laughs> with my grip. I'm like, no, this is great. <laughs> Digital world, yeah. we're leaning in, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, do you have an album? Yeah, I'm going to be super, uh, super stereotypical. I think I've said it before, but I love listening to The Wall, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Okay. We're okay. listening to the whole okay. thing. The whole thing, there not songs- just, like disc one or two. What was that like I know they it's technically like broken up sometimes like part one or part two yeah like, um but the whole thing is yeah that's I, that's a good that's listen a big the one. whole thing um and I I've said it before but you know I'm just I guess I'm uh, it's not changing you know yeah I'm just sticking to my guns here <laughs> yeah um, tried and but true. yeah I love that record it's amazing Rick I guess they're two albums mm-hmm. so, do you actually yeah. have that in vinyl or? I do nice yeah so you know but you're I'm being legit about it too not yeah. like you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. I was uh, I mean I was thinking of albums that I actually own. Yeah. And I'm like, oh I like I like you know, uh Devour, Dave Hawes. Yeah. But I'm actually I'd never listened to it on vinyl. <laughs> Cause he, when I bought it, it came with a CD and a digital download and the revinyl. I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> Well, I have this Lana Del Rey record you could have picked on my wall that you could have, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I was going to say Devour, but I'm, I'm going to be more maybe timely and what I'm doing at the moment. And I can't, like every day I, I've, for the past like two or three weeks, I've been listening to uh, the Feel Good Record of the Year from No Use for a Name. I'm like, yeah, it's like, you know, be like it's not a profound. I'm like, well, those are the best, those are the best, those are the, you know, I'm staking my flag and this is a representation of me. I'm like, that's just what I've been doing. I'm like, every day, like there was one day I was at work. I, I think I went by three or four times. I did not care. I'm like, this is great. You <laughs> yeah. can hear the little like, kind of like orchestra playing. Like they kind of made it sound like a, you know, an uh, orchestra playing and it's like, oh, it's an interruption of our broadcast. And then bop, 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 bop. And it comes in the full band and then it ends with that same kind of waltzy dance thing of like kind of a retro callback. And I've heard that. I'm like, yep. Oh, the beginning of the record started again. And then it ends because I'd have it like on repeat on Spotify. And I'm like, yep, no problems. I don't give a shit. It's like, there's not a song on here I would skip. And I did not. So, yeah, that's one of, of mine just like of this past, you know, like month, I would say that's one. I think it may have been triggered by um, like the anniversary of Tony Sly's, you know, death on uh, social media. Somebody said something, oh man, that sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then talking to some, you know, Somebody, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, my favorite record was Feel Good Record of the Year, da da da. And then I'm like, yeah, why haven't I listened to that? And I started since then. I just been every day listening to it. So that's my, you know, it's nothing like profound or whatever, but it, I guess, yeah, it's meaning a lot to me at the moment. But mm-hmm. nice. all that to say, let's get on out of here. I have no idea how long this episode is. It is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good one. It's totally different uh, pace than what we've done before, but. Uh, Alex, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for telling your story. Yeah. I was, it was really interesting. I'm like, there's parts where like, I think we were quiet because we were just listening. Yeah. <laughs> you took over the show. It was good. But yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you guys so much for having out. me. It's uh, no, super fun. No, I was going to say, I, I know you guys don't do usually two guests. So thank you guys very much. We for can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. We can handle it. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Bring the whole squad appreciate next it. time. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We really appreciate you guys wanting to share it and, you know, breaking the news on our podcast. Really. Yeah. This is awesome. Really cool. And uh, yeah, thank you for sending us a demo unit to try out. Oh, yeah, it's, definitely. I've been having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for uh, wanting to be involved with it. We so um, before we do our spiel to get on out of here, uh, one more plug, you know, for you guys where people find out more about Copper Sound, about this pedal, what you guys do. You know, uh, give us the, you know, the deets. 
yeah, they can uh, find our stuff, coppersoundpedals.com. Um, social media platforms, I'd say uh, Instagram and Facebook are probably our primary ones. Um, you'll also be able to find our new collaboration with Third Man Records uh, on thirdmanstore.com or Third Man Records um, for the Triple Graph and uh, 100 Limited Yellow and then the Standard Black one. And uh, you'll be able to find that through our website as well, but we won't sell, be selling it directly. But uh, you'll be able to find all of our goodies there. You can find all of our other products that we make as well. Um, learn a bit, little bit about us and uh, check out some eye candy, some ear candy, all that. And um, that's, uh, I'd say check it out. Not while you're driving. <laughs> Pull over, go to a laundromat parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And if you like what you hear, you can follow along on our social media. We're on Facebook. We have a group. Just search The Tone Jerks and join the group. A lot of fun in there. And then we're also on Instagram, at The Tone Jerks. Uh, We're posting cool shit on the reg. We have a Patreon. We have uh, bonus episodes on there. If you really like what you hear, you can help support us on that. Uh, For $1 a month, but if you pay 2 bucks a month, it's only $2, you get an extra episode every week. And the whole back catalog of them, too. You get an RSS feed, put it in your favorite podcatcher, and you get a whole bonus And episode. Baby's got back catalog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo! Over 140 episodes <laughs> on the Patreon, and we're doing them weekly as well. Alex has been on a few. He's got a lot to say about uh, daylight saving time. <laughs> there you go. You said it right. <laughs> and change and stuff. And Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, and we, all uh, that we stuff. go into all that good stuff. He's been on a lot of a lot of fun over there on the Patreon. But you know, uh, just for the support, we wanted to give you a, a huge shout out, a sizable acknowledgement. Kyle, you got a list over there. I got it right here. You gonna give it to me? Ah! All right. Uh, we have Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove uh, on Instagram. Uh, Adam Rohr from the Let Him Hear podcast. Doug King. Doug Christ from 37 Effects. Right, he's from Massachusetts, right? He's out, he's out there? Yeah. He's, he's kind of in your neck of the woods? Yeah. I'm assuming. I don't yeah, know. He's, I, yeah, he's about like 25 minutes from us. He's like a block away. They could be like saying, yeah, yeah like, oh yeah, somebody's in, San, in Frisco, in San Diego. Oh yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys are neighbors. Yeah, you guys we don't know shit. You guys could high five. <laughs> yeah. You probably see him at the supermarket. All right. Uh, Abe Newman. Michael Newman, Nicholas Payson, Nicholas Ogburn, Colin Smith, Jason Fuzzmonger, Joe from Like My Pedals, Will and RJ from the Just Surprise Me podcast, Romyorn, Jamie Davis, Jim Bowers, Johnny Ray, Steve Mike, Steve Rao from 60 Cycle Hum. I think this is the most you've talked all episode. (laughs) Yeah, I can see my own waveforms, you asshole. I know. (laughs) This is my time to shine. Shut up! (laughs) Kevin Equits from Equits Guitars. Co Schneider from the Flippin' Flippers podcast. Brett Alexander. He's a cool dude. He's a real ass dude. He's a real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alvaro Viermontes. Brian from Nutter Guitars. Leon from Pelican Noiseworks. Mel Chipson of Chipson Chips- Guitars. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. All right. Sean Fahey. Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop. Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects. Juan Ortiz from Tone Hungry Effects. Mike Oxbig and <laughs> <laughs> paired for the first time. <laughs> Hugh Rection also. <laughs> Is there enough room for those guys? <laughs> I don't know. I got to start a new page. <laughs> yeah, it's tr- trickling over. <laughs> Whew. 
All right. Uh, uh, Zach Hale. Eric Merrow. You write their YouTube. name in bold, like really like a, with like the big ass Sharpie marker. That's yeah. like the king size yeah, one. Yeah, the king size bar. <laughs> uh, Scott Hamilton from the Effects Loop podcast. Tim Nowick from Bardic Audio Devices. Jonathan Jeruzik from 12th Hour Devices. So that is it. There we go. Yeah. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us, uh, Alex, Jordan. Thank, Thank you guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you next time. Well, boy. Bye.